welcome to the Runaways After Show podcast, the weekly discussion of Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. I'm Jason Hammonds from ThatMightBeCool.com. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson from DuelingGenre.com. And joining you for one off uh, special appearance, I'm Zach Luna, also from DuelingGenre.com. Today we're discussing episode six of Runaways uh, titled Metamorphosis. Uh, this Ooh. episode was directed by uh, Patrick Norris and written by Kalinda Vasquez. Ooh, how Kalinda fun. returning from episode three, uh, mm-hmm. the first the first uh, double appearance outside of the showrunners. <laughs> so well i think she did a good job this week this was uh i think this was one of my favorite episodes so far uh i like that a lot of stuff's happening um tons how did you yeah how did you guys want to like lead discussion I mean, should we talk about like the title at least and initial impressions or something along those lines absolutely I you know think. let's 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 get into it what was the thought of the title how do you think it all tied in and and what what you what'd you think of that an initial impression let's just go in we'll just dive in like a freaking diving pool yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an after show let's talk about the show uh, oh yeah <laughs> uh, who wants to lead us off do you have ideas Cass? um i'm actually i was thinking a little bit about the title and i'm not entirely sure if i get it sure mm, okay. uh i don't really know i was kind of the same way actually i'm 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 a little uh i'm a little muddied on my own understanding of, of i'm uh, not the entirely title. sure who it's supposed to be referring to or if anybody yeah. or if it's just like a one word title that sounds cool that matches the others <laughs> or well i mean it's i i feel like it's more of a there's less of a one-to-one than some of the other titles have been but like maybe as an overarching theme for the episode like uh i mean this is the uh carolina transformation type of episode mm. you know the metamorphosis being like a butterfly coming out of its chrysalis. Right. I think there's something similar there with the colors and the not wings, but flying and whatnot. Yeah. Well, and, uh, there's yeah. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, uh, I was going to say like this is also kind of the first episode where she sort of fully acknowledges that that uh, she's probably gay. Um, yes, exactly. Even, yeah. even though that it is also coming the out episode. of your yeah, shell yeah. or your closet or anything like that. Yeah, she's just on the verge of it. I guess if the mm. if the door hadn't opened, it uh, might have been a, a different story at that point. Um, but there's yeah. also like the uh, the transformation of the parent group dynamic that like things have been one way the whole season for the most part with the way pride worked out. And then with mm-hmm. uh, revealing affairs and things like that, the, this is a sharp break in how things were and how things are going to be. Plus owing Dr. Doom more favors and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> this is just, <laughs> if, there might not be one single thing that the title refers to, but I think this is like a, an episode about things changing significantly. Mm. It's a, it's a big turning point. We're in the, the back half of the season now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny cuz I would think like, you know, if if any episode of this series would be a metamorphosis of anything, uh I I thought that this would be the episode where they do finally run away, you know? Like like <laughs> maybe maybe they finally do that. Uh but yeah, I I uh agree. It's it's a little bit of a a turning point here. Um Yeah. I do also want to point out that F- Hulu finally released all of the uh, episodes uh, and episode titles for the rest of the season, which oh. took them long enough. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. It's so. been a, a mystery box for a while. Right? <laughs> I'm just hoping that uh, Namor shows up in the episode called Tsunami. That'll be <laughs> oh, great. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed, man. Seriously. We already had some big uh, heavy hitter Marvel figures appear in this episode, so anything's possible, Yes, that. So, yeah, oh, man. 
There's so much to get into on this episode. I'm like, <laughs> a lot of notes here. Uh, so the, the the first thing that I was kind of wondering on this episode is is early on when we're showing the pride and their sort of initial what was it 15 years prior their first episode mm-hmm. or first meeting rather. Um, yeah. Did did they kind of confirm or say there that the staff of one was actually a gift from Jonah to uh, to Tina? No, they said that like they developed it. With uh, Tina's company developed it, something like that. Like he gave them the information necessary to make it, or maybe yeah. she was just lying to her daughter. I don't know. Well, yeah, that, um, that's it. like with her daughter, she said it was made from technology, but like right toward the beginning, yeah. when they're still in that fifteen years prior, like flashback, didn't they mention right. something yeah. about it? I don't know. Well, like she had it, and he's like, "Oh, she loves that thing. She like sleeps with it or whatever." Yeah, um, I think yeah, because yeah, someone makes a riff about like, "Oh, well, at least like Tina gets like a cool staff or mm. something." <laughs> yeah. So I think it was yeah, kind of an, an implication. I, I wonder if that's the case. If Jonah yeah. gave you know gave them at least the ability to make the staff, or if he gave them the staff straight up. Yeah. I think that he provided the information, like Zach was saying, because mm. like Victor has the the weird matter box, and he's like he's super proud of it. But at the same time, I don't know if he developed it on its own on his own, or if mm. he yeah. had some help. Because when he's talking about it in the flashback, how it like converts mat like matter into energy mm-hmm. right right it uh, seems like he was real knee knee deep in like the creation of it but yeah not the i don't know the know-how i don't it is weird just the fact that they're writing under this weird uh marvel television rule where there's just a complete ban on magic <laughs> i know in general why yeah. like <laughs> I was curious what your guys' feelings on that are, where they just, like, they go so far to explain that it's science rather than giving any possibility that it could be magic. What, like, what, I don't I know, mean, what are you guys' thoughts on, on making it a purely scientific invention? I don't... Because they kind of did that with, like, the Thor stuff, too. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's, it's not magic, it's, like, really advanced tech. And I'm like, yeah, sure, but it's also, like, space Vikings and magic, so yeah. that's cool. <laughs> and that Thor is not a god, he's just an alien, but then eventually right, right. he is kind of a god. You know? He's straight up a god, yeah. Um, I, I honestly feel like, I don't 100% know if this is true or not, but it feels true, so I'm going to say it. Um, I think this is like a holdover from Ike Perlmutter and the creative committee, which used to be on the early Marvel stuff. Uh, I, yeah. I think that was one of like his stipulations that it can't really be magic. It has to be like, uh, I don't know, it's technology stuff. And that carried over to Marvel TV. Yeah, but, well, like at this point, because Ike Perlmutter is the is still in charge of Marvel TV, um, right? Yeah, and that's um, that certainly presents its it own feels issues. Appropriate, yeah. Because once he left uh, the like MCU proper and the, the the movies and whatnot, now they're they're like, hey, let's do Doctor Strange. Like, screw it, right? sorcerers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's fine. So I think it's it's like if you are laboring under that sort of of uh, a rule with your writing, I think they at least. Um, are kind of skirting around it in like the least uh obtrusive way they could where it's like it will use like a little bit of tech jargon here and then we'll just act like it's magic it's fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i mean even they have you know nico like sort of hang a lampshade on it in a way where she's like well i'm just gonna call it magic yeah Yeah. Uh, seems like wicked to me all right that's all i need uh which i loved that was my favorite Uh, i do want to like just put this out there at the beginning of the conversation in that I have no experience with the comics uh, before coming to the, the TV show. So I'm fairly, um, what's the word unspoiled as to what the like 
full arc will be or Ooh. should be or any of that I sort know. of stuff. Yeah. Um, so fresh. So like in terms of like, I might say things that are like speculation. They're like, well, don't you know that? But it's like, no, I just, I just don't. Know. Oh no, so, like, please. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly going to enjoy that. Cause I, that's the thing is I, I love like, and I'm sure Cass, you're probably the same way. Like I love seeing people's reactions to the shows who, who haven't read the comics because there's certain mm-hmm. things that people love that were never a part of the comic where you're like, oh, sick, like that, you know, must that must have been a really good decision for them to make then. And then also yeah, there's right. things where like people are totally shocked by this thing or that thing because uh, <laughs> yeah. they didn't read it. And it's like both ways are super fun because I think that's the best part of TV and film adaptations is that it reaches such a wider audience than, uh, mm-hmm. than yeah. those who read the comics. And you can come at it from different perspectives with like your familiarity with the material. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Totally. Um, totally. Overall, I'm really digging it. I'm having a blast with this show. Hell uh, yeah. So yeah, thanks again for having me on. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot one other metamorphosis thing. Probably like if we have like an eagle-eyed viewer, eagle-eared, eagle-eared mm. uh, <laughs> listener out there uh, that noticed that the like Gert's uh, whole like flirting with that one security guy deal when she goes mm-hmm. to talk to him about like Kafka. It's because he's reading the metamorphosis. Oh. Mm. That's the book he's reading. That right, she talks right. To him about, the whole Duh. I can't believe I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> throw that one out there because <laughs> I just thought of it and um, wanted to make sure we included it. <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, I did want to say, so we had, I can't remember which episode we talked about it, but on mm-hmm. one of our episodes we talked about the possibility, and maybe it was last one, that, that Jonah, like maybe Jonah is Frank, you know, and Frank is like a life model decoy or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah or like a weird clone or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it looks like we got that wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Slightly different. It's a little um, different. Is, okay, yeah. is Jonah an alien? Like, what? Who? what is he? Who is he? Is he just well, a human that's I, like immortal? I will say well, he that he is He is wearing the, the metal bracelet <laughs> Yeah. that is Carolina he? also wears. Yeah, he was yeah, wearing yeah, it. Yeah, he had it at the end of the gala. There was like a bit. Oh, um, my God. When he, was open, when he was opening his like little bag, bog of backs of tricks. Box yeah. of tricks? What's the word? <laughs> Satchel of but tricks. His satchel of tricks, as you were, that has the miracle, you know, cure in there. He had that same uh, bracelet on his wrist. Uh, so I, I think that, that because if if he really is Carolina's father, then mm-hmm. he, I think he is the alien and her mom yeah. is not. The source mm. of all the yeah. specialness, special the glowy. shenanigans. Interesting. Yeah, I just assumed he was some sort of like Kryptonian type of, uh, you know, uh, hey, one of those... You know, species that just happens to look exactly like humans. Great. Like, uh, <laughs> just one of those standard, bog standard sci fi things. Because mm. otherwise, I would have assumed he was some sort of weird sorcerer demon thing. But that's because I'm just very much in like Buffy mode all the time. And, uh, <laughs> given that, that we can't do like, like magic and sorcerers, he's probably not a demon. So my, my money is on he's some kind of alien. Um, and, that's that's uh, kind of what I've been yeah. thinking. There was just like this episode for some reason made me feel like maybe he's some sort of Vandal Savage type guy where he's just this immortal that keeps preying on the lives of Ooh. people to keep them alive, you Ooh, know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. A I don't know. Sort of slightly vampiric uh, Morlun type of uh, character. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just did a Spider-Man Minute uh, podcast about um, the the run and J. Michael Straczynski's run on Amazing Spider-Man where they mm. introduce this character Moreland. So he's like stuck in my brain right now. Not a fan <laughs> of that character. Not a fan of that character in general, but he is like an immortal being who like feeds on powerful creatures to like sustain himself. And he's been alive for centuries. So yeah, yeah that like 
that tracks too. What's um, what's your thought, Cass? Which which school of of thought are you in, or do you have your own school of thought? Um, I'm thinking that he is probably an alien, but he like maybe their species it is like mm-hmm. maybe their species that the way that they survive is like preying on other people. Fine, Cass, mm-hmm. I get it. Zach's like the shiny new host in the show, and you just want to take his <laughs> side. I understand. I'm just I'm kidding. Rude. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> just because Scott's not here to bitch at. The whole time I was just thinking, your own school of thought. What would you name your own school of thought? Like, what's the Hogwarts equivalent of, uh, like, Cassie's school of thought? <laughs> uh, some pretentious nonsense. Um, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Might be dope-ass university. Yeah, dope-ass university. That's D-A-U. Badass. Um, well, there's also, like, uh, I, I, I've sort of gleaned from um, doing reading around the interwebs and listening to all the previous episodes of this podcast Ooh. that uh some of this like Scientology-esque stuff is not so present in the book proper. Totally, um, yeah. Yeah, and so like I, I feel like maybe that's part of what's leaning my brain so far in the alien idea is mm. that like my like main uh, uh reference point for like a slightly culty new age uh super powerful church in Los Angeles and what their actual fundamental belief structure is is that there's like super aliens and whatnot like that's mm. part of Scientology so like if they're drawing the comparison there like I I continue to like extend that straight line off the graph and be like eh, probably aliens oh, yeah <laughs> they're, yeah they're, they're doing like basically. Yeah, they're they're just they're they're making a version of Scientology that's actually true and valid. Yeah, there you go. That makes sense. <laughs> what if Scientology was right and they had to keep it on the DL? <laughs> that's that's the entire purpose of this runaway show is just them positing a hypothetical it's just that like maybe propaganda? Scientology is true. <laughs> yeah, it's propaganda. Yeah. Like, Doctor Doom like, is an alien. Earth didn't work. We can do better. Oh, oh let's get my some gosh. Of that Marvel money. Oh boy. Um. So. Is there something we're missing from like the flashback sequence? I guess should we go like linearly through the episode? Like the um, yeah, why not? In the, yeah, in the flashback, what did we learn much beyond like that was their first time doing this like uh, procedure converting a person into energy? Because uh, uh, like I don't know. I think it's we a... we do kind of learn that they're a little coerced into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like um, like everyone's got... blackmailed, kind of. Yeah. yeah. But it, it it seemed like skated by a little bit this idea that like um, because I didn't know anything from the comics I'm just kind of like watching the mo- the movie as we go mm-hmm. TV show Same uh, <laughs> this idea of uh, like what is the thing that this guy has over them that means that they continue to do this you know process every however many years um, yeah it seemed like it was just that oh they got like wealth and power from him um, he gave them gifts of some kinds that mm-hmm. like helped them out and then. They'll put up with anything for me. And, and at first I was like almost disappointed in that, that it seemed kind of like like banal and bland. But then it also just seemed very appropriate, like rich people, um, you know, <laughs> like rich people problems. Just rich, yeah, rich people problems. Like, Doing like oh, rich people do. Well, I got wealth and power and I got to consolidate it. I can't not have my wealth and power. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's but there is at least the implication at the end of the episode that like maybe there's we haven't learned specifically all of the things that he's done for them or that he has the capacity to do even bigger and better things for them that we haven't heard of yet or something mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Well, magic. there's also the videotape. Yeah. And the videotape. Yeah. So that it was like, OK, now you're just bog standard blackmailed. Um, yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah, yeah. It, it works. Regular it old like, blackmail. Yeah. Regular old blackmail and rich people not being being afraid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just stop there. Yeah. <laughs> rich people being afraid. What's the, the, the title source? of my autobiography? <laughs> um, uh, gets dangerous. Gets dangerous. Yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so and it, here, like, here's really my question from that entire sequence is why does Jonah need the pride? Like in, in, in many different ways, a, why does he need that many people? B, why does he need that, that organization in its functioning? Uh, like mm-hmm. thus far, I really haven't seen much that shows why he needs those, that group of people together other than right. to sacrifice a person. But I don't think it requires, you know, all eight of them or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, what... Can you just have like one bodyguard on retainer? That's like, yeah. Big catching people and killing them and that's it yeah you just have one kidnapper to to just go and grab a person throw them into the box and then you're good (laughs) (laughs) it seems pretty straightforward during during the flashback um because we get the information that uh the the murder basement or whatever like the fancy murder basement uh (laughs) is where jonah has been living and he's he he gave gave it to the wilders and when they're doing their like like their first awkward like sacrificial ceremony they're like oh why do we need the robes and he's like oh jonah says it's tradition so i think that this this group of people is just the like the latest in a really long line of people that Mm. jonah has been playing oh i didn't pick up on that that's that's a good observation yeah and also to the yeah um the like because alex's dad's like oh this place looks like hundreds of years old and he's just like yeah jonah kind of just shrugs it off so i think he is like a really creepy immortal alien or whatever the heck he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's just using people. And I think he's been in contact with, oh, I'm so bad at names. Uh, Carolina's mom, the longest. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, cause she seems to be, I don't even know if like it's, if he really was a friend of her father's or if their relationship or whatever. Yeah. Was yeah before. I'm, I'm curious about how they, how they met like maybe her Mm -hmm. dad uh you know like like with all the church and stuff like you know maybe her grandpa discovered uh uh dr doom um jonah yeah you know maybe he like discovered her and that was what the religion was based on and then his whole like life and purpose around the church and everything was to keep him alive and serve him whatever just like any cult would Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and maybe that was like how they met or you know, maybe it was some other way. Maybe like her grandpa predicted the arrival of of Jonah and these aliens or whatever. The f- I I don't know, right. man. Yeah, I don't. It tracks though because like pretty soon after that, they have like the sort of sit down conversation with Carolina and her dad, like what they do and don't understand about their religious beliefs and the the people with light in their fingers or something. She was saying that like there's it seems like there's a longer institutional thread here than than we've been privy to. That it's not just this one particular group of people that have done this uh that mm-hmm. it's it's older and weirder than that um there's also the the implication too that uh i <laughs> i also don't know people's names so that carolina's mom knew him the longest but that also nico's mom knew things longer than anybody else before the first ceremony because like she and carolina's mom were the only ones who like knew knew that that dude was gonna die and everybody yeah. else was like all surprised about it i um, think that plus she that had the, victor the tech thing. Victor also knew because he made the the weird box, the light box. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think sense. that maybe the more like ruthless of them, or I don't know, like the people that Jonah needed the most to do to carry do out his like evil 
plans or whatever. He yeah. let them in on it. There's got to be something about like the amount of people and the the like makeup of them in that it's all couples and all adults and all I don't know. Like there's there's an extra thing here that I don't know yet. I guess <laughs> <laughs> basically what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's got to be a reason, like as you said, uh, that it's not just like one dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This. It's yeah. No. There, there's something, and I, obviously, like I, I'm sure that that's not a thing that they just you know haven't addressed or something. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm yeah. just yeah. so curious what that reason is because thus far there hasn't really been much to be like. Okay, Jonah actually needs these specific people. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, intriguing. Still, I'm into it. Yeah. Like we see the uh, oh, what's their last? The Hernandezes the first time. Oh yeah, yeah, um, right. Yeah. And I'm still curious as to what they brought to the table and why mm. they haven't been replaced yet, or if they could be replaced, if they yeah. like made some weird like pact or whatever 15 years ago. So I'm I'm super yeah. curious about Molly's parents. <laughs> I was and and no that that actually that that brings up something in my mind that I was wondering is so you know at, at one point in the episode the relationships of two of the couples are kind of in peril. Uh, yeah. And the question that I kind of had is if these people split up or really actually kind of three of the couples if you include Frank but Frank's not really part of the pride anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. If you if those people split up, then like, do they all still have to stay in the pride, or it's like, is there only one partner that's necessarily like hooked in? Like, I I was curious about like, I mean, what do you guys think if if you know uh, the Steins and um, uh, what's Nico's last name? I forget. Uh, the Minorus. Minorus. Uh, like if if they split up, like, would you think would they all still be part of the pride, or like what? I don't know. That'd be awkward. Um. That would be it, right. Like you're across the 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 sort of aisle from your ex, and they're with their new their with new their person, new like, person. Yeah. that they've known yeah. for like twenty years. Like that, that's super oh. awkward. Well, I feel yeah. like um, like everybody knows you never want to go on a murdering spree with your ex. Yeah, no, no, don't. <laughs> don't Obviously, your man in the cult ink. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no! Don't eat. Don't eat where you uh, convert people into energy. Um, <laughs> I feel like around episode three or so, there was like a line that Nico's dad had about like that they wouldn't have to keep doing this after the opening of the um, center, the gala thing or whatever. He was like, I'm ready for this to be over and then we can be together. Like there was something there, there that like um, I always had it in the back of my mind that like everybody has to stay in their preordained like man and woman pairs until whatever giant ceremony is i still thought it was going to be like a demon ascension or something at the time i was expecting Ooh. i don't know end of Buffy season fun. three or something uh <laughs> but like once this big thing happens xyz then we don't have to continue with the pretense that we have and i thought that was why nico's dad was kind of pushing her to like tell victor and whatnot so mm. i don't know i don't know i don't know maybe they can't Maybe I they still, can't I still that think one. that event is has something to do with the school that they're trying to build. Yeah, that's what the gala was, right? Yeah, so, to, on today's episode, yeah, tonight's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe did... it has to be done. <laughs> so maybe I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I did also, uh, realize when when so when they were at the event and like holding the big check or whatever, uh. It shows on the check what Pride stands for as, like, the public organization, at least. 
and oh. this is like the biggest stretch of any Marvel acronym I've ever seen. Like it is, it is <laughs> so nonsensical and and like meaningless. Uh, it stands for promoting resilience, uh, independence, dedication, excellence. Or dedication and excellence. Promoting resilience, independence, dedication, and excellence. Like, what? That's that's not a... <laughs> those are all just, like, behavior traits. Like, right? There's no there's no actual objective in that name. That's so empty. Yeah. So... <laughs> it's so hollow. It's like a, a quote that you hang up on your wall to make you feel good in the morning. <laughs> yeah, well, Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division is uh, totally... <laughs> legitimate so uh yeah, at least there's an action there right like at least there's the intervention part like they're, yeah. they're gonna intervene and stuff this is just like yeah, we're in force yeah. yeah this name is just like yeah we're that's in favor so of funny. good feelings that's really all that means well i guess i guess that's the acronym that indicates what they throw their money towards mm, uh yes. like they are promoting i don't even know what promoting resilience means yeah uh, or independence <laughs> or dedication or excellence like those are all so vague <laughs> Like I could literally, slightly I could, contradictory. Yeah, I could throw money. I could throw money out my window and and conceivably say that by doing that, I was promoting either resilience, independence, dedication, or excellence. Like, I mean, somebody's got to know this is a supervillain organization at that oh point. My yeah, God. It's, it's really suspect. Like, I was like that the the P they just went with promoting. It wasn't like it's not like we're going to do those things. We're just going to promote them. You know, with yeah, the, with the PR firm for yeah, it. Yeah, we're not going to. Yeah, we're not going to oh be resilient. Gosh. We're not going to be independent or or dedicated <laughs> or excellent. We're just going to, you know, help other people feel that way. Uh, are you guys aware of resilience? Are you aware? <laughs> Let's have a, a resilience awareness conference. <laughs> and so many people showed up. Um, yeah, oh I don't. Uh, I'm um, glad you caught that acronym because I just didn't even. I was like, oh, look, a big piece of cardboard. That's fun. And then. <laughs> yeah, I was I, looking at people's outfits. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it showed it, like, at one point in, like, episode three or something, I think there was a sign somewhere that showed it before, but I, I don't think any of us caught it. And so this time when I saw the Pride logo again, I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. I need to see that for a second. <laughs> um, so, okay. Uh, a couple of questions here. First, who is going to be the bigger problem for the Runaways as a group, uh, Chase or Molly? Because in both, like in this episode, Ugh. both of them really start to get a little problematic in terms of the objective of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, like maybe immediately Molly and maybe long term Chase. Maybe. Mm. Uh, I just feel like she like screwed up so bad here. Uh, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. Just so bad. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, and I, like That's I get it. She's like a like kid. <laughs> you can't expect much from a kid in terms of like holding a lie or whatever. But like, come on! Like you just <laughs> yeah. like you just gave it all up right away. No, I didn't see anything. Uh, just some ropes. Just some ropes. Uh, what? No, stop! Shut up! <laughs> something about a ring and a dark lord and something about the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anything. Like you murdered a girl or something like that. I don't know. I didn't. I don't, I don't know. I'm just a kid. Haha. <laughs> What's what was doubly weird is that she was like so good at thinking on her feet the last time yeah. that. Uh, what her, what's her face got in her face? I don't know any adult names in this show. I'm so sorry, you guys. Uh, Angel, I believe. It's okay. I, yeah. I have to look at the IMDb to remember them. <laughs> yeah. When, the last time that she was, like, cornered by Alex's mom, she was, like, so good at coming up with, like, a plausible explanation. She was so great at thinking on her feet. Like, it's just so frustrating that she was just like, nah, I wanted to know about my parents, and I didn't hear about it quick enough, so I'll just give away everything. Ah, Molly. Maybe she, like, Molly. maybe she, like, you know, 
snuck out a drink of uh, of that alcohol, you know, and like we just didn't see it. It was off. Uh, it was off screen. Oh, Catherine. Sorry, Angel was the actress. Catherine is uh, ah, Alex's Catherine. mom's name. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, maybe maybe Molly was just a little inebriated, and they didn't want to promote underage drinking, so they just did it off camera. I think it's kind yeah. of interesting because the episode where Molly is so good at like BSing Alex's mom is also written by the same woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I don't really know. Like maybe they. I don't really. I don't know. Like everyone is like kind of changing their stance on where they were an episode ago like yeah. nico um nico's having second thoughts and i think gert is having second thoughts too well maybe not but like definitely nico yeah definitely chase definitely yeah. a lot of people i mean this it's it things are getting complicated the longer this is a thing that like has sort of stuck out to me is like the idea of the runaways not running away um that like has no real bearing on my opinion of the show because I don't know what it was like in the comics. So mm-hmm. I've been mostly intrigued by the idea of trying to figure all this stuff out and uh, connect with your friends and, you know, deal with these super powerful people while still living under their homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I think that's very um, cool and has all this extra tension. And at, at the very least, it's led to this sort of scenario where I would feel naturally the longer you were in that scenario, even as much as you learned about your parents, the harder it would be to sort of like sever it, you know, immediately, uh, especially when you see them being vulnerable. Like, right. um, like Nico's mom and Nico this week, uh, that was like the big change for me in terms of like the, I don't know, the dynamic between the parents and the kids that like she's been this, you know, super hard, mean, uh, like leader person for so long, uh, the most clear-cut villainous of of anybody in pride and this is the episode where she's like really genuinely vulnerable and i was mm-hmm. like oh but also murder so yeah um. <laughs> <laughs> like, like i get it i think it's it's drama that works for me i just don't know how they're gonna resolve it yeah i don't know <laughs> i kind of i kind of like how their relationships with their parents have shifted from the first episode because Chase and Nico were like so gung ho, like, oh, my parents are evil, my parents are super villains, or whatever. But now they have the mo- like the most to lose from mm. their new relationship with their parents because like Chase is still afraid of his dad, but like ultimately at the end of the day, like his dad is his dad, and same with Nico. And I think like like yeah, you were saying like by them being vulnerable their kids i think are relating to them more than they have possibly ever yeah. so now that there's this new relationship of with their parents that they've probably been like craving for the past however old they are yeah uh, <laughs> i it's really interesting that cuz like at the beginning of the series alex was so like on board with his parents mhm and yeah. now he's just like no our parents are evil i got to do this and same with Carolina. So I'm interested to see where everyone ends up at the end of the season. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, so the other thing too, Carolina, uh, and and specifically like her her sort of sexuality and the arc that that's taking, that was a, a pretty big focus uh, in this episode. Mm-hmm. And a the the biggest thing that's continuously standing out as we brought up in the last episode, uh, she is she is really in for some heartbreak, like. i mean she is just it's it's torture uh you know there's that moment where she almost tells 
um, Nico that she, you know, that she loves her, wants to be with her, whatever. Uh, yeah. You know, and then that gets <sighs> undercut. And then it's just like, then there's the scene with her and, and Gert and she just chooses to be like openly antagonistic toward Gert basically for no reason. Mm-hmm. Well, Gert came at her really hard. Like that's fair. This is the the thing like about like teen emotions and all that. Like I got really wrapped up in this as I was watching. Like, uh, <laughs> well, just I I felt so so bad for Carolina because like she a was it might have been the first time she was being like honest with herself uh, that's fair. about that's how true. she was feeling, and then the first time she was honest with another person. But then for that also to be the person that you have the crush on, and then for it also to be you might be kind of asking them out is a whole lot happening at once. Yeah. and then literally like Gert opens the door and ruins that. And so then, like, later, after, like, the whole car thing, when Gert just, like, is so direct with her, like, comes at her way too hard, mm. I was just, like, immediately, I was like, oh, no, Carolina is going to course correct way too hard here. She's That's fair, actually. She's if gonna, you're, like, yeah. yeah, if you're not openly <clears throat> gay yet or anything like that, and someone's just coming at you like, hey, you're gay, you know, like, you have a crush on this person or whatever, like, then, I, yeah, that makes sense. It would yeah. certainly be a little <sighs> harsh to try and handle it yet. Yeah. And and of course, but of course, because teenagers, like you, are too mean in that course correction. Because like, mm-hmm. she, I she knows Gert meant well, but it's also true that like the main reason Gert was like excited about that development is because mm-hmm. it meant that like, oh, Chase will be open, right? And mm-hmm. Yeah, she just caught her on that. And it, oh, there's so many <laughs> like, in in Stanley's limo. There are so many hurt feelings about to happen. It's just like oh, <laughs> the note I wrote down. <clears throat> like, oh boy. Oh, no. I will say oh. that I absolutely loved the getting ready montage. Like, that, <laughs> oh, God, yes. that is my stuff. Like, Ooh, I ship it. I, yeah. oh my gosh. And I love their dresses and, like, I love their style and how, um, like, opposites attract it is. Cause, like, yeah. Nico's, like, full, like, goth. And then Carolina's <laughs> in this, like, this pastel purple thing. And I'm just like, oh my God, I love you guys. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, and it's like kind of simple, but also like, like really hit hard the idea that like, I mean, if we were after school special about it, we'd be like, oh, like maybe the like popular kid and the golf aren't so different. But like literally the situation they're in where she has that line about like, oh, I know I'm a freak. Mm -hmm. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I know I'm. Oh, I'm legitimately a weirdo, even though I don't present as one. Uh, so I kind of feel free to be who I am. I was like, oh, that's cool. Ooh, butterflies there. And, <laughs> and the, well, also the idea too that like they're in this like super stressed out scenario, um, you know, reaching out for like a lifeboat of like emotional stability and for them to reassure each other with the phrase, we're not our parents or whatever messed up crap they're doing mm-hmm. i was like okay that's that's working for me that whole sequence worked well other than the weird blocking where they like just decided to sit down together like that's weird uh <laughs> but like, like <laughs> staging and shooting it on the day i was like guys maybe you could come up with a more organic reason for that cross but like that's all t- technical stuff like writing wise that sequence like worked so good for me mm-hmm. i loved it yeah no absolutely um and i like i i I'm kind of with you, Zach. That, you know, like the the emotions in this show are, are pulling me in so hard, and it's so weird because this is so like not my genre typically. I know, me too. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'm well, glad it's working on all man. of us. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad none of us is like Jesus Christ. What's going on with all these fucking teen <laughs> melodrama? Uh, teen uh, feelings, man. It's good. <laughs> seriously, um, I just also want to say like that that 
just kind of like mic drop moment where Victor just goes up and is openly an asshole and is just like, hey, my <laughs> wife's cheating on me with this guy who was just talking. Uh, oh, this, it was so great. <laughs> it was fucking nuts. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> so Victor. much secondhand embarrassment. Like, I have so much trouble, like, watching something where other people are just being, like, embarrassed in front of i don't know it's it was yeah. it took a lot of effort for me to not pause it and i was just like watching between my fingers like oh my god victor what are you doing you asshole <laughs> yeah. yeah well especially well, it's like you... a mic drop followed by a body drop like he yeah. comes in he drops <laughs> yes. all that and then just just goes like just he is drops gone. the mic like a boss and then he passes out like what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like dang dude what a what a statement at the at the gala um yeah yeah i part of me was like i mean it seemed I don't know if it's uncharacteristic or not, because, like, our previous experiences with Victor have been these, like, uh, pendulums back and forth between, like, overt, violent anger shenanigans and, like, nurturing caring guy. But I'm wondering if part of the text of this show is meant to be that, like, when the brain tumor is acting up, it changes his um, demeanor overall mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, that I... Yeah, that's um, what it seems like. Yeah. That his so brain tumor like, just, like, makes him switch between personalities, almost. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, that was really harsh of you, but, like, I kind of respect it, and also it's not totally you because of the your chips acting up, so, uh, I mean, your... <laughs> your chip. <laughs> brain tumor. Sorry. He'll Same thing, be yeah. Spike. He'll always be Spike. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I was... Like, it took some of the edge off, I guess, the idea that, like, I felt that he wasn't totally himself while he was doing that, but I at least respected the audacity of it mm -hmm. <laughs> he's just like yo you two having an affair you jerks boom uh <laughs> <laughs> see ya um good. i okay uh, and then there was the the moment that they're you know that they inject him with the the weird sort of spermy looking serum uh <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs> so it's magical yeah. DNA. yeah you know yeah. i'm not I, look there's nothing saying it's not that uh, that's all I'm <laughs> They, because they also uh, they say that it, it comes from someone who has like a what did he say a, a very advanced immune system or something like that right mm -hmm. yeah it's maybe his blood it, like either him or maybe, like to me for whatever reason and I know this is dumb but for whatever reason I thought like maybe that was like a weird subtle hint at Wolverine <laughs> oh, <laughs> Somehow, oh. Like, or you know or yeah. maybe they just decided to use that as like this could be many different people in the Marvel universe uh should we yeah. get the rights to any of them in the future <laughs> Yeah, we'll just allude to it for now. Uh yeah. somebody with a healing factor. Somebody right. out there. That yeah. that was like that was kind of my thought because I was trying to think okay, who in the Marvel universe has like a uh you know, a, a, an advanced immune system that would allow them to heal a brain tumor? Uh, uh Captain America? Wade Wilson, definitely. Wade Wilson. Um, Captain America, maybe uh, I see. That's I'm. I'm also pretty lax in my knowledge of Captain America, so I have no idea what his immune system does. Is that is that a thing that I Captain America that, could do? Because yeah. like in the first movie, I know his metabolism works <clears throat> super super fast because he can't drink enough alcohol fast enough to get drunk. Like that's yeah. that's a thing. He just like sits there. So drinking. I don't know if yeah. that's. I don't know. I don't know if that also counts for his immune system because I mean he was I mean, like in yeah. the ice for like sixty years, so. <laughs> and survived and lived, yeah <laughs> yeah well maybe yeah maybe jonah just like found him in the ice and instead of extracting him just kind of like drilled a small hole oh my god and, then just and he's just like cackling like hey <laughs> <laughs> i've been around yeah. for hundreds of years i can use this uh, yeah <laughs> um i'm dr doom uh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I mean, obviously, like they've got to give us at least some information by the end of the season on where the fuck that came from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and also what it I'm, was, because that yeah, they said it came curious. from somebody. Yeah, I'm also curious too with like Victor's behavior afterwards. If it's just that his demeanor is much more calm because the tumor is not acting on his brain pan anymore or did they do a memory thing to him too because we already have that like mm. very well established that in Ooh. the realm of the magical doctory things that Gert's parents can do they can erase people's memories so yeah. like i don't know did he even remember the fight that they had and the i don't know, well, not, okay. I don't know like that was actually the the memory wiping thing is something that i wanted to to bring up because we talked right. about in a previous episode holy <laughs> shit like that was what they wiped his memory for because he walked in Ooh. On Jonah Ooh. and and Leslie having sex? What? Oh, that's so Ooh. sad. Right? It's real sad. Oh, it's real sad. It's good TV. It's oh. good TV. Like it hurt me when I was watching it. Yeah, so me too. Oh, and then oh. he had to like carry on. Like, like he saw them, and then like brought the memory back, and then he had to live in the memory, and then he had to like look at them. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, and like, oh. what must he be thinking? You know, like. Like, is he yeah. thinking, like, oh, this is just, like, a weird thing I'm envisioning in my head because I'm jealous? Or is he, like, wait, is like does he realize that it's a memory? Or, like, I, I don't think know. that yeah. he, I think he might realize <clears throat> that it's a memory because he's, like, really, especially at the end of the episode when Jonah's talking to Carolina. And I think he's, like, putting the, the blocks. Pieces. Yeah, the pieces yeah. together. But then, like, I am curious about their conversation after they leave because i'm like what are they talking about i really want to know right now that's <laughs> mm. even yeah. what like uh the other pride members were saying they're like he doesn't remember him right what do they have to talk about mm. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah creepy God. creepy creepy um uh, anyway i think that's i think that's all my notes for the episode was there anything that either of you wanted to, to bring up before um, we head out i mean there's you know some more stuff with like other things people were up to during the the gala like how um like nico and alex had their whole little espionage thing mm -hmm. and uh alex was he, he was going too hard man he was like he was trying real hard to be impressive and i was like buddy that's not oh oh, oh buddy. a thing that oh, i did want to a thing that i did want to talk about because we were hmm. we were talking about earlier like how much how much trouble we think that either chase or molly is going to be but um there's that mm. there's that weird thing that Alex magically guesses Tina's password to get into yeah. the office. Oh. And I'm like, I don't know if this is like a, a weird like misdirection or something, but I don't yeah. I don't know what's going on with Alex. I mean I have a hunch. Uh mm -hmm. yeah. But I <laughs> What's his deal? That's my whole bag here. Yeah. It's like I've seen basically everybody's deal so far. Yeah. But what's Alex's deal beyond being like protagonist insert character uh <laughs> what's his deal and that was weird that freaked me out and it freaked out nico and i was like if she's freaked out i should pay attention yeah yeah Nico's yeah. my spirit animal um yeah and that, i mean that her. that was the, like so do you think that her password was actually password or do you think that that's just alex making stuff up to cover for what like that he knew her password i i think he was covering i was I thinking think that i was thinking that her password might be one of her daughter's names, like Amy or Nico, mm. because it didn't look oh. lot like it, there was not enough letters for it to be password. Um, yeah. So I was kind of expecting it to be like, oh, yeah, your mom cares about you. But then Alex is just like really awkward and weird about it. And it makes me suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Same. maybe he like already, you know, kind of Simon Holtish, like he already 
like hacked into her stuff before and already knew the password and overstepped the and then bounds just needed her like, I was like well I, yeah weird i sh- okay hmm. this is my backup i can use it but i then i have to retroactively justify the fact that i already did these things i don't know it was weird um there was also here's a thing that's been bugging me um this slight maybe this is a crackpot theory but uh this when we've had the bloodletting thing on the staff right mm-hmm. about it like it only works for her mom but it works for nico too and like uh there's this little bit there with like the dna id thing that opened it up mm. where she was like oh it worked i guess 50 percent tina is enough for it to think on my mom and i was like okay this is our land of weird technology shenanigans you know the (laughs) person across the street has a dinosaur so this is not that crazy what if what if nico is a clone of her mom and that's the reason the staff works and that like maybe this was like one of the gifts or something that like dr doom bestowed upon them was like the ability to like, may, why was she so harsh on her other daughter and not on this one? And, like, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe she literally is her mom. I don't know. But it was there, and it popped up. Weird. In mind, so. That's cool. That is a good theory. <laughs> we, I mean, we make a lot of crackpot theories on this show, and I really like that one. Put it, put that one in the books, then. We'll come back to it later. <laughs> I expect follow-ups. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the other thing I want to say? Oh, just that, like, I love the idea that when they have to, like, honeypot the security guard guy <laughs> that like gert steals to just like run up there and do some literary analysis yeah <laughs> oh, that was my favorite i love that i love i love her like supportive boy squad at the end of the episode where they're just like girl you can get any boy that you want and i'm just like oh i love this <laughs> like that guy only definitely killed somebody but like <laughs> yeah and do that like the the running gag of like Oh, how can I distract? Oh, I'll play that, like, super uh, expensive vintage Star Wars game over there. Oh, you can't actually play that. And then the next time we cut back, he's playing it. Yeah. And then the third time we cut back, <laughs> the other guy's playing it. I just loved, like, their little story of, like, hanging out at the security desk and becoming <laughs> friends. And... Yeah, let's watch that Boy. sitcom just about Gert Kincaid and whatever the guy in the glasses name is. <laughs> so I guess I guess I still have the high score. Um, I just, I love that. Um, yeah. I also put, I also put on the thing there... Um, why am I not playing the security guard character? I need to get a better agent because <laughs> yeah, that guy. I actually had that thought. I was <laughs> literally like, like, that guy looks a lot like Zachary J. Luna. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like these types of like little roles. That's the sort of thing I should be going out for. Yeah, I didn't ever even heard about this audition. Come on, then you could have yeah, with Gert. Fire your like. <laughs> Good goodness gracious! Yeah, so I don't know. Sometimes those stick out. I'm like. Oh, God. <laughs> re-up my representation just, i have two little things that i that are like stupid little things but i sure. love them so much That's my favorite. oh please um, yeah i love carolina just stealing a bottle of vodka and not even good vodka yes. like crap vodka and then just drinking <laughs> it oc drunk like yes. just drinking yes. it like it's nothing i'm like oh my god like you've done yeah, this before <laughs> yeah she's a real southern california girl <laughs> I also I, that. <laughs> I I don't know what's up with Alex's banana shirt, uh, but that was like <laughs> I don't know. That's like peak fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I like their little um, their little hand, whatever you, like the go team thing. And they're like, uh, oh, this yes! is awkward. Like they they keep it for a second too long, and then everyone's just like, Ugh. but yeah, yeah. That's enough. yeah. 
they they really in this show they have a a strong (laughs) they have a strong habit of just like uh hanging a lampshade on random stuff like that like it was it was kind of the vodka thing right like they had this generic ass Mm. bottle of vodka that just said vodka on it Uh and then in order to avoid how generic it was they were like yeah man that's such a crap bottle of vodka i could have gotten you top shelf stuff it's like just like simple stuff like that you know and then the same thing with like the calling attention to how awkward the hands in the circle thing are it's like they do a good job of of acknowledging the thoughts that the viewer is having. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I respected that so much. Especially yeah. because, like, this has been one of those shows that's, like, almost conspicuous in not doing the fake names for things. Like, if you're watching yes. Riverdale, they're always like, oh, I was in, like, you know, Vanity Stare or whatever. <laughs> yeah, posting on, posting on Pixtagram. The, let's go to the five seasons. Uh, but, like, <laughs> on this show, they're just straight up, yeah, call a lift. I don't care. Um, yeah. So... It was it was one of those things. Where it's like that is a generic looking bottle of vodka. Oh, oh, fun! Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that some post producer was like emailing with a bunch of vodka companies, and they just couldn't get a deal done in time. And they're like, "Fuck, yeah. fine." <laughs> I just love. Oh, I love too that like when she, Carolina does her like power move that she shouldn't have done, but I understand where she was coming from. She was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, Chase, can you go like get me a drink or whatever?" And then he's like waiting there, and then like he sees her leave, and then like runs into the parents and is like. I was looking for her, uh, but I shouldn't be doing that here, because why would she be in line to get drinks? Right? Can't yeah. drink. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, that was a fun bit. Oh, is it N- Nico's parents? Something oh, no. Like that. That's a different part. Um, yeah, it was I, one of the parents. I have a no- yeah, I have a note that just says, Chase, Nico's parents. I think what I mean is the beat of Chase trying to explain the idea of the affair between his and Nico's parents when, like, Nico and Alex come back from the oh, espionage yeah. mission. <laughs> wait my mom and your dad no 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 like my dad my no your mom and my mom and your mom no 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 no. (laughs) i I loved her reaction with like like how how much her tone changed from my mom and your dad (laughs) to my mom and your mom like she suddenly got so much more intrigued yeah the second time around and then horrified like there was just such a great arc of emotions between the three iterations it was really it's really telling that she she thought that the guilty party would be her mom first too. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I super enjoyed that. Like it, cause yeah, yeah, it's, it, it fits perfectly with their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you want your parents to be worse than they are. Not that you can get any worse than like, I don't know, murdering mastermind evil genius people, but like right? the idea of sometimes you're mad at your parent and you want to blame everything on them. Mm-hmm. And then that, that moment of, ah, I don't know. The show's getting me, you guys. Like, just the basic concept of, like, taking the teen drama and elevating the stakes because, like, your parents are actual, like, demon people. It's great. I'm having, I'm having so much fun with it. <laughs> and now great. there's magic. I love it. Magic! <laughs> sort of. Um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm loving it. This episode, I think, is one of the strongest so far. And, and we're, we're, you know, we're on the, the back half of the season now. Mm-hmm. So things are starting to come together and unravel and, I'm sure by the end of the season, it'll it'll we'll have a lot of things answered, but then even bigger questions raised, and then we'll just be forced to sit here for months as we anticipate the new season. It's gonna be great. It'll be awesome. <sighs> uh, <laughs> guess I'll just have to like get distracted with one of the other twelve Marvel shows currently on TV. <laughs> um, need to catch Guys, up I still on the started Punisher. I want to watch that show. I I'm only great. I'm only an episode and a half into Punisher right now, which is super surprising for me, considering crazy. I binge every Defender show. There's so much 
TV, you guys. Yeah. This is a good thing. These are good problems to have. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. You know, problems. after after uh, Marvel or after Disney finally buys Fox, which is looking inevitable, then that means they'll have yeah. controlling interest in Hulu, which will probably mean we'll get at least three or four more Marvel shows on Hulu. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I, 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 I'm calling my shot right now. I, I can almost guarantee you that that, that uh, mysterious Disney streaming app just becomes Hulu once this acquisition is done. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that probably. Makes I'm sure sense. they got to a point where they were just like, "This is so complex to try and put together." Uh, but then it would there's... be like so much more money than it uh, already well, is. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about how they would actually change it around. I don't know. There's fun stuff from like a shared IP thing here, but like I can't help but feel scared about like the i don't know monopolistic oh, yeah. uh, absorbing totally. of totally, one yeah. studio into another like i just yeah ooh, i i am i don't s- like the precedent we're setting <laughs> seriously i am so heavily against this acquisition but it's just it's like at the point where i've just had to accept it because apparently like thursday they're saying that this will be announced as final yeah oh my gosh <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah Yay. it's scary and i i just want my x-men to be there the x-men and i don't want them to i don't want them in the avengers keep them in their own just- stuff <laughs> Not like this. Not, not like, like this. this. <laughs> anyway. Not like this. <laughs> That's not another like topic this. for another podcast. Um, uh, runaways, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> runaways is fun. Runaways is great. It's fantastic. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Sorry to everybody who we scared for a moment when we were talking about... Uh, th- this was, I think, two or two episodes ago when we first talked about uh-huh. it. We were talking about uh, uh, Jonah and just calling him Dr. Doom for like almost the entire episode. So apparently we had a lot of people <laughs> deceived into thinking that Dr. Doom was in the show. Oh, no. So apologies <laughs> to those listeners for uh, misconstruing you. Uh, but for everyone uh, else who wants to get in on conversations and tweet us angrily when we misinform you, uh, you can follow <laughs> us at Runaways Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram, even though we don't post there. Uh, you can also find us, uh, Marvel's Runaways After Show Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can uh, check out all of the stuff that uh, Cass and Zach and our uh, regular uh, third host Scott does by Ooh. going to duelinggenre.com. Uh, Cass, what you've been working on on the website? Uh, what's, what's Lord your stuff? of the Rings Minute is coming back very soon. Uh, January Woo-hoo. 1st. Hooray. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's my thing. Uh, we cover the Lord of the Rings extended editions one minute at a time. And it's a lot of fun. I do that with my co-host Norman. And, uh... Yeah, we just talk about random fantasy shit. So if you like fantasy stuff and magic, like actual magic, uh, come check that out. <laughs> Hell yeah! And uh, what's what's your Twitter uh, uh, social media stuff that they can follow you at? Um, my <clears throat> personal Twitter is at darkheartedrose. Uh, you can find the podcasts and stuff that I'm on on duelinggenre.com dot com and or lordoftheringsminute dot com. Hell yeah! Uh, Zach, what you got going on? What you got in the pressure cooker? Uh, in the pressure cooker, I uh, just finished up season one of Spider-Man Minute uh, with Scott Corelli, the main guest, the main uh, host, third host on this podcast. Um, yeah, it's a standard issue movies by minute podcast where we break down and analyze the Spider-Man movies one minute at a time. It's great. We did sp- the first Sam Raimi movie. It was a ton of fun. It's all up there. We're doing our uh, weekend pa- Patreon show right now, and we'll return next year with Spider-Man 2. Um, Hell yeah. I'm also on, uh, what is that? What's that other thing? Uh, Geek by Night, uh, mm. which is the like long form narrative audio drama mm-hmm. over on DuelingGenre.com. Yeah. It's a ton of fun. Very, um, a lot of like shared energy in the uh, Runaways uh, tone uh, there. It's cool people with superpowers and uh, fun stuff. So yeah, check that out if you want to like sit down and listen to a story about superheroes created by you know people like Cassandra and Scott. Yeah. It's great. 
It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and, and then, that's it. <laughs> uh, do you have a, do you have a Twitter or uh, anything else you want to direct people to? I do indeed. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at at Zachary J Luna. Uh, Jay is in John. Um, you can see all my Spider-Man pictures and stuff there. And uh, you can find Spider-Man Minute at a Dueling Genre or SpiderManMinute.com on iTunes and wherever you get your podcast. Spider-Man Minute. Check it out. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you can find all of my stuff at ThatMightBeCool.com where this uh, podcast is hosted. You can also find the Savage Land comic book podcast where uh, myself, my friends Matt and Rachel talk about comic books and movies and all that stuff. We also interview creators uh and and just dive into all that geeky nonsense if you love it um you can also find elsewhere presents sonic the podcast just for fans which is a comedy improv podcast uh disguising itself as a sonic the hedgehog podcast but (laughs) the catch is that nothing they ever say in that show has any bearing on reality uh everything is entirely made up on the spot and it's a lot of fun you get to uh go along with the host griff newcastle as he completely loses his mind and becomes more and more obsessed with sonic the podcast uh, or Sonic the Hedgehog, rather. Um, Amazing. It's super fun. It's one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, it's 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 such a, a weird one to pitch to people to try and explain what the idea is. It's just <laughs> you just have to listen to it and just try and get on board with with the com- comedic notion of it, and then you'll have a, a whole lot of fun. If you don't view it as real, it's great. <laughs> um, and uh, you can also find me uh, on social media. I am that might be cool on Twitter and a white kid on Instagram. Um, and that uh, that about does it. And again, check out the show at Runaways Podcast. Please, please, please leave the ratings and reviews on iTunes. Uh, you know, if if you like the show, we wanna we wanna make sure other people can find it when they're searching for their Runaways After Show uh, fix. And guys, this is officially the longest episode we've done on this show. Nice. Yay! You did it. Good uh, job, all. Thank you for filling in. Uh, uh, certainly at the uh, 11th hour or whatever the, the phrase is, Zach, but we, we appreciate you uh, coming on. Oh, absolutely. It was a ton of fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And Cass, as always, a pleasure. Oh, uh, well, I will... thank you. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. It's great getting to know somebody via podcast. Um, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> uh, and uh, we will see or hear or just yell random words at everyone uh, next week on the Runaways podcast. Bye. Excelsior. <laughs>